You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Top 5 Friday. Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. The Top 30 Hornets list of all time and the Top 30 beers of all time in Charlotte history will come to an end today. I felt it was fitting that Doug described it at the end of last week's show, or I guess Tuesdays. a couple days Yeah, a couple days ago, how he ended that show as saying, it's time we put the dog down. <laughs> and it's, I don't know why it just kind of stuck with me, but I felt like it fit pretty well. I mean, this list has, I put a lot of work into it. There were some selections that I put more work into others, but ultimately I was happy with the way that I constructed my list. And I didn't realize it would get the kind of feedback that it did. And I should have. That was just a little bit more naive on my part. Mm -hmm. I should have expected a little bit more blowback from it from everybody that listens to the show. But there's been a lot of Twitter hate with a lot of these selections. And it's not like any time any kind of list goes out there. Yes. That you're going to get any praise for one certain selection. I will give credit one time to our friend Charlotte Sports Despair. He did say one time that Eldon Campbell at 18 was pretty solid. It was. It was one. It but was one you don't ever get that. The other, and that was the one time I think he said thanks for reminding him of Johnny Newman, but then ultimately he was mad that Johnny Newman was not higher on the list. And so, and he shared that sentiment with a million other people with a whole bunch of other athletes. I mean, this list, it's been a long time coming, man. So we're just going to get rid of it. We're just gonna, Again, we're going to put the dog down. We're going to do it and release all five Hornets in the top five. Just end one show. I don't think about a lot of the things that I say on this show. <laughs> it was, and I usually have to go back and like justify the things that, that I say on this show. And this is another thing uh, that I have to justify <laughs> yeah. by saying this. Get creative. I, I did get creative because listen, putting your dog down is one of the saddest days of any pet owner's life. But ultimately, it is the last act of love that you can give to something. And I think we are... We are sending this list home. We're putting it out of its misery. We're, we're send putting it to the, we're, it's, really we're putting Walker out of his misery. Right. Where it's where it's going to go to a farm. It's going to run around. It's got plenty of space. It's got plenty of other lists that it can roam freely with. Like and the SI one. It, right. It's there's going to be SI lists. There's going to be other ESPN lists. We're going to send it to the farm, and it's going to have just a pleasant little rest of its life with plenty of open space to have fun and just frolic among its peers. The the rank radio ranch. Rank, yes, Rank Radio Ranch. It's going to be retired, and it's going to go on to live a long and healthy life. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Locked on Hornets, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Hornets. You can find myself on Twitter, at Walker Mail, Doug, at Doug Branson, L-O-H. It's back to NBA today, of course. And Nada, at Nada, the scribe. It's amazing how we go back to that all the time. We do want to I'll update. Fix it soon, don't <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. We do want to update you on Hurricane Flo- on Hurricane Florence. So now, as far as Charlotte goes, it looks like what are the rain inches of rain? It looks like we're going to get hit pretty hard here. Eleven inches, something like that. Now we could be approaching a foot of rain. It looks yeah. like it's going to hit sometime tonight and going into Saturday. It's going to go in bands and waves, and it's going to it's just going to pour on us at different times throughout this whole process. And it's going to go into, I believe, Monday and Tuesday. So that's where we are with Hurricane Florence right now. But the Charlotte Hornets, they want to help out. 
And they've done something really cool here. Chairman Michael Jordan, owner, of course, the Ordnance Organization, and the NBA announced today that they are working together with a number of community organizations to provide necessary and immediate relief and support to those affected by Hurricane Florence. And I'll say his whole quote here because it shows you Michael Jordan still cares about, of course, the state of North Carolina. And he uh, grew up in Wilmington, went to Laney High School in Wilmington. Our thoughts and prayers are out with them as they are getting hit hard right now. So it's truly devastating. This is the quote. It's truly devastating for me to see the damage that Hurricane Florence is doing to my beloved home state of North Carolina and to the surrounding areas. The recovery effort will be massive, and it will take a long time to repair the damage and for families to get back on their feet. Together with the NBA, we have launched a platform to aid those most impacted. Please join me, the Hornets organization, and the NBA and donate to one of the local organizations assisting in the relief and recovery efforts. To all those affected, stay safe and know that we're going to help. So Jordan and the Hornets and the NBA have developed a platform that has identified verified local organizations focusing on Hurricane Florence relief and recovery efforts. So what you can do if you're a fan and you want to help, fans, you guys can go visit the following microsite. I think it's uh, it's it's the tweet. It's a link that is on their homepage on Twitter. So you can go to the official team handle at Hornets. They've got a couple of links that you can click on there. You can click on one to either learn more about what they're doing, or you can click on another to help and donate to any one of the organizations that, t- that they're trying to assist. Through. And we'll put it in the show notes as well. Sure. So if you listen to this, you can check it out in the notes and uh, help in any way that you can. If you're able to, then fantastic. And if you're one of those that are affected by this hurricane and by the surging and by the flooding, the winds, even if that's something that is going to be affecting you, please, we hope you guys stay safe and and take caution as this is a very serious storm and it looks like it's going to hit everybody pretty hard here on the East Coast. Stay in the house. And if you're so lucky, find yourself someone to hang out with and keep you uh, just Keep a little bit of companionship there. Turn around, don't drown. One of my favorite couplets. <laughs> how oh, you no. guys? How have you guys prepared for the hurricane? We're all obviously here. 2K. Um, there's a whole bunch yeah. of video games. There's a whole what bunch if, of what if the power out. goes out? Well, then that's I'm so worried about yeah, that. That's what I'm worried about because I I love TV so much, and if TV goes out, then I'm going to be screwed. It's you know it's it's going to be unfortunate for everything else that power gives you, of course. But I just want my TV. You guys can come over and play all the board games that I have in stock. But I'll, if, I'll swim again, over there. That would be right. Like we got our kayaks. I'd be down to go kayak over there and play some of the games that you have. And but, I'm, I have plenty of hurricane snacks. Went out and bought some checks mix. <laughs> yeah. Got some bagels. That was the only thing left at the grocery wait, store. Wait, which what kind of checks mix? This savory. Matters. It was a savory checks mix. Because you're a, an, a lot you're, of cheese going on in that checks oh, mix. You're an expert on checks mix, correct? Right. Well, I, I'm, trail mix. I'm very particular about my trail mix. I'm what not as particular, particular about, about my check checks mix because those are two different things. Well, checks mix, checks mix is, is right. very different from trail mix. It's a very specific recipe. Checks mix is correct. Yes, I mean there's some there's some standard things that you can expect in a checks mix. You got your 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 chips, the little dark chips, and then you've got the actual checks cereal toasted in some kind of way. Now the checks mix that I have has a little cheese coating on it. Mm. Very good. And uh, I do have some trail mix as well. No raisins. I'm anti-raisin on the trail mix. Wait, wait, anti-raisin? I'm anti-raisin. that's his whole thing, right? I mean, that's the biggest spiel of his trail mix. I'm I'm with him. And now, but you have a very economic approach to this, right? Because it seems like, right, and correct me if I'm wrong, raisins are cheaper, therefore they fill it up with a lot of raisins and then try to kind of 
Correct. Raisins are our filler food, essentially, yeah. a filler item in your I'm standard treks in your standard trail mix. And also, I've I've come to find out that chocolate as well is yeah. that all these trail mixes with dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate, but they sell you this trail mix with dark chocolate and an assortment of nuts. But there's just so much dark chocolate in there because nuts are expensive. See, I'm just going to go ahead and take the chocolate in that. I'm with you on the raisins, but I'm just going to go ahead and take the chocolate. Not a, if you want to, there's a marker for you. You can write down all the notes on trail mix if you want. No, I'll no. give you tips. I'll tell you second nature, Please. great brand right now. Please do. We are part of the locked on podcast network. Your team every day. We have podcasts on nearly every team in the NFL, NBA, MLB, and fantasy sports. Just search your podcast app for locked on and your team to get more podcasts. All right, let's get this thing rolling. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Top five Hornets of all time. Top five beer of all time. We're going to give it all to you today, folks. So stick around after the break. Walker Mail, Nada Edwards, Doug Branson. You're listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but... Is that, is they, that the they were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night they didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on lockedonhornets.com. If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us keep making the daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com slash LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. You can get double entries into our contests and access to content before anything else. Patreon.com slash LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Another great couplet. Thank you. I don't get the reference. I said my, that turnaround don't drown was my oh. was my <laughs> one of my favorite couplets. <laughs> Didn't get I it. just thought I would share another one of my favorite couplets. All right, fair enough. That's a very good one. Do you want to start with a beer? Yes. You want to give us a beer? How do you want to do this? So do you want to go a beer? Do you want to go two beers, two hornets, then another two beers, two hornets, and then we can each have our grand reveal? That, that sounds sound extremely confusing. Okay, then yeah. here, you're the producer, you create. We're your canvas, you paint away. I think I should just roll through these beers. All right, go ahead. And then we'll <laughs> roll through the Sorry. We'll I get bought, nice and I tried, to, I tried to squeeze as much drama out of that as I possibly could, and I failed. So Listen, please. when the power goes out, you got to just hit the fridge for the, the, the essential items yeah. and eat and drink all of them as fast as you can before they spoil. So I think we just hit these all beers right. as fast as we can. Yeah, we don't want the beer to spoil. So go ahead, Doug. All right, number five, Mexicali Stouts. <laughs> Birdsong Brewing Company available in the winter. Check that out. Mexicali Stout, number five. Number four, Mechtoberfest. <laughs> That's a good one. This is an old mech brew. This is a specialty brew. I think a lot of people are going to have problems with Mechtoberfest being over copper because copper is such a standard. Yeah. But I have that problem, but very good. okay. That's a sort of the, the beer equivalent of the length of time with the team versus that one sure. great season. You know? Sure. All right. Number three, Cataclysm. This is a Russian Imperial Stout with a big cult following here in Charlotte, made by Heist Brewing Company. It's available in the winter. 
A lot of great beers available in winter. A lot of stout beers. Only in winter, too. I like my stouts. Yeah, to keep you warm. All right, here we go. Number two, Citroquential. Another Heist Brewery beer. Available at various times during the year. Matt McKenzie says, numbers in this case don't lie. This hazy New England-style IPA is the top-rated beer in North Carolina on beeradvocate.com and ranked in the top 10 overall for IPAs in the United States. Whoa. Wow. It's got the hardware. Oh, man. Wow. This is pretty serious. All right. So it's the Kemba Walker beer. Here we go. Number one. Are you ready for this? Oh, my God. Just tell me. I'll I'm- say this. Matt McKenzie put Citroquential as number one. So that's I made a change here. I swapped a beer out. Okay. okay. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. So for- you actually, so I think we just learned for the first time that you actually did have some part in editing this. I've list. made some other edits. They're, okay. they're here and there. What what's the what's the furthest one that you've moved from its original spot? Probably cream of the crop because I'm a huge fan of that beer. I put my personal bias behind cream of the crop from free range. How many spots? We're we talking five. I think I elevated that ten to fifteen. Wow. Spots. Wait, 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 what? 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 This is your list. This is your list. It is. I, I've been saying that the whole time. That you stole, but it's your list. It's my list. It is your list. The number one best beer in Charlotte is. Hop, drop, and roll. Yeah, that one. I'm not surprised. Ugh. Not surprised about hop, drop, and roll. Everybody loves themselves some hop, drop, and roll. I'm myself. Speak for yourself. Not a huge fan. I I will not. I will speak for everybody else. I am a voice of the people, but I'm not surprised to see it number one. This is a really strong IPA. Maybe one of the strongest IPAs you can get in Charlotte. It is available year round. It's available everywhere essentially in Charlotte right. that sells craft beer. One of the most popular craft beers. In Charlotte, and also I'll say this, this was a little bit emotional for me. That's why it's number one. Emotion, bias played into this, I'll admit that. Even though it is a great beer, it de- I think it deserves to be number one on its own merits. But it goes to number one for me because it introduced me to craft beer. It's the first craft beer I ever had. Wow. Hop, drop, and roll. Playing See? a big part. I like it. Now, I've seen one beer that I, I don't think... Yeah, nice flip. Tony Realius, <laughs> I love it. I saw that... Nota Gorgeous was not on the list, and I have been seeing that beer all over Twitter, by the way. It is being released. It got released, I think, sooner than people anticipated in a lot of different bars, and I know Nota Nota Gorgeous is a a favorite beer, apparently, just by social media. Not even just me, but people love that beer, and I don't think I saw that on the list. And listen, people have been clamoring for this beer. They've been all over my mentions, all in my DMs about this. Really, have they? So this is a thing, then, for even you. that Yes, and and here's what I want to say about this. Matt McKenzie made this list in 2016, <laughs> and I don't believe Gorgeous was around then. Uh, take it up with him, Charlotte. Wait, Magazine, hold on. I didn't Matt know McKenzie. this. I don't. I didn't know anything about this list. It's then. an older list. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I hold didn't on. know that. Well, this he doesn't was do one every old. year. Well, I I just assumed that it was recent. I don't know. I thought it was 2018. You assumed that I did more work than I probably did. <laughs> I on did. This list. Well, you you brought me up to thinking that you did a lot of work with this by changing a couple things, and now I'm just right back where I started. My with job it being is done. 2016. Wait, wait, hold on. D- wasn't this? Didn't you just claim this list not even five minutes ago? I did. And now you're trying to list. put this. Yeah, and now you're trying to put this off on Matt McKenzie. When when people are happy with the list, it's my list. Right. When people are upset with the list, that's perfect. It's Matt McKenzie. No, list. that's the way to go. Stu Gatz is strong in you. Sir. No, it is. That's an absolute. That's a perfect way to go. I am surprised. Nota Gorgeous is not on the list, but now I'm not. So, and would it be? It should be right. Like if we did a 2018 version, it would be on the list. Correct. It, yes, only because my wife loves Gorgeous, so I would have to. It's good. Feel like the the brown sugar rim. 
when you drink out of that, pretty good when they serve it up. <laughs> that All sounds right. tasty. I'm not a big pumpkin beer guy, yeah. but I know that a lot of people are, no. and so I would have put either. it on the list. Me either, but the brown sugar, it had me. It had me when I tried that for the first time. All right, here we go. Are you guys ready? Like we, We're here at the top five Charlotte Hornets. You are going to be ready to yell at me. I'm just going to say it up front. I mean, there's going to be a lot of criticism here, especially in the early going of this reveal of the top five Hornets of all time. I am going to say two. I think we take a break after that, and then we'll just finish it up on the other side. Yeah. So it's going to be a big argument here. Number five. Let's get it rolling. Top five Hornets of all time. Number five comes in at Mr. Glenn Rice. Whoa. Wow. Yes. Whoa. Glenn Rice comes in as the oh! fifth best Charlotte Hornet of all time. And so we can have this argument with no problem at all. We're just going to go ahead and reveal four pretty quickly. Rice! Number four, the fourth best Charlotte Hornet of all time, I will indeed put Muggsy Bogues. Rice, Rice, baby! Glenn Rice comes in at number five, and Muggsy Bogues comes in at number four. I'm going to discuss Glenn Rice's career with the Charlotte Hornets first and give him some love. Maybe one of, maybe the best three-year stretch a Charlotte Hornet has ever had. I think I would Ain't give... no maybe. Well, Zoe, come on. Like, Zoe had a fantastic three-year stretch in his time, coming in right as a rookie. I'll go with the three block shots per game. I'll go with the double-double that he averaged. I'm going to go with Zoe, but Glenn Rice is second. Glenn Rice had the second best three-year stretch in Charlotte Hornets history of all time. An an all-star every single year. Did win the all-star MVP in Charlotte, which was just fantastic. He was a two-time All-NBA player. It was a lot of fun for him to watch him play. 47% one year. 96 and 97 shot 47% from beyond the arc. Never shot below 42% in his time with Charlotte. Averaged 21.6, 26.8, 22.3 points per game. And again, an all-star every single year that he was with Charlotte. I love Glenn Rice. Talk about a guy that would thrive in today's day and age. Glenn Rice would be awesome. I I think if you're talking best players to ever don a Charlotte Hornets jersey and then consider what they did with that franchise, I'm putting Glenn Rice right there. Like I, I love Glenn Rice just as far as if you're trying to put the most talented Charlotte Hornets ever on a team, put them on the court and say, go beat the other franchise's best team. Glenn Rice is undoubtedly on that team. Yeah. We transition to Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, this is where I have my issue. Right. Let's go. Hold on one second. Let me go with Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues is the fourth best Charlotte Hornet of all time to me. And I think when you think Charlotte Hornets, the first few names that come to mind You get to Muggsy Bogues before you get to Glenn Rice. He has the longevity. Glenn Rice had an amazing three-year stretch for this team. He's got the longevity. Muggsy Bogues was a good player. Like People who don't like Muggsy will argue that people just loved him for his lack of size at being 5'3", which, by the way, is still just monumentally insane that a 5'3 guy played in the NBA. 5'3 is short just for an everyday walk of life, let alone to be a good point guard in the league. That's a sub-30 insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane to still just think about it. I know it's a well-documented trivia question, who's the shortest player to ever play in the NBA, and everybody knows the height, still to just have that resonate with us today. I mean, it's insane. Five three, Muggsy Bogues, and that's part of the. Re- I mean, it, it plays a huge part in why he's here. I mean, it, it plays pretty much almost everything besides the actual skill that he provided. He's the all-time Hornets leader in assists. He had about two steals per game, or uh, per game, and a few of these years that he played one and a half in his entire year in Charlotte. It's somebody that 
Average double digits for a three-year stretch in points and never got too low to where it wasn't uh, to where he was just a liability on offense. His field goal percentage, surprising, was actually 46, almost 47. Pretty efficient guy yeah. when he was able to shoot. Um, not a three-point shooter, certainly. He, he was not a dangerous threat from beyond the arc. The one thing I'll say about Muggsy, too, is just in the longevity factor, is just think about how many different eras he played in for the Hornets, right? He played like, three different ones, right? I mean, he did. He did. He played pre-Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson. Then when they came on, that was probably the most famous trio in Charlotte Hornets history. Mm-hmm. You know, He played with those guys as well. And then when those guys moved on, he did play with Glenn Rice and then played a couple more years before he eventually moved on to the Golden State Warriors in the 97-98 season. I have Muggsy Bogues ahead of Glenn Rice. Because, again, when you think Charlotte Hornets, you think Muggsy Bogues before I think you get to Glenn Rice. I think everybody rallied around the fact that this guy was so small. People worshipped Muggsy. People loved him so. And I'll tell you this. I can honestly not tell you the last time I've ever seen a Glenn Rice Charlotte Hornets jersey around in this city. I see a Muggsy Bogues. If you just walk long enough uptown, you see one. Like, you see one every day. You see one at least every week if you walk up there. Every single Hornets game I go to, somebody is rocking a shirt. Somebody is rocking a jersey. People love themselves some Muggsy. And as good as Glenn Rice was, again, God, he was fantastic. As far as just top Charlotte Hornets of all time, Muggsy, based on the love that people had of him for him, passes Glenn Rice on this list. I normally would be all angry at all the <laughs> sentimentality you just beat me down with. All I'm going to say is for the – Glenn Rice has probably got the best offensive three-year stretch of any Charlotte Hornet. I'm down with that. Bar none. If you want to go offensive, sure. I mean, that guy was Defensively, you could – there were some questions about Glenn Rice, and there will always be those questions. I can't go with you at Muggsy Bogues a four, man. I can't. Yeah. Why? I want to. I'm cool with Muggsy being four. I, I guess because of what Glenn Rice did. Glenn Rice had, again, it, as much as Walker will say Zoe had a better stretch in three years, I can't go there. The guy, again, it goes back to the offense. It goes back to what he did, the fact that it translates as well as it does now. And Glenn, Glenn Rice did some high-profile things for this franchise as well. Because wasn't he on? The, wasn't he leading the team that got the most wins in Hornets history? I believe. Yeah, and and Glenn Rice. No, I mean he was no stranger to the national market. I, I don't think there's anything that I, I said that pers- that has that kind of perception. I just you know Muggsy Bogues. People still to this day. I mean, people still love Muggsy Bogues. People still even talk about him even more than than Glenn Rice. Like, and he was a Charlotte Hornet through and through. And so still an ambassador to the team. You know, we're going to recognize both of these guys. But I mean, when, when it's Muggsy, you know, they're still telling, selling T-shirts right now. I mean, people still rock the Muggsy gear. It's you, amazing how popular he was. You, you both make some valid points. I'm going to give Walker uh, the ability to have the knockout blow here because I've looked at the IMDB pages for both Glenn Rice and Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Glenn Rice has one credit to his name, an episode of Arliss in 1999. <laughs> Let me run down uh, Muggsy Bogues' IMDB. First of all, he was in the video for Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, uh, already? I didn't, even, yeah, I didn't even know that. He was a member of the Charlotte Hornets in the movie Eddie. Yes, he yeah. was. He nice. was, of course, his huge 
credit is Space Jam. And one I should not have failed to mention, even though we'll get there in a minute. But was not his last basketball movie. He was also in Joanna Man. Yeah, I was about to say. As Andrew uh, Andrew Stewart. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I love that they changed the name. Does that, it Sheed was in Joanna Man, too, playing for the Charlotte Banshees, if I'm not mistaken. The Charlotte Banshees. That's just great. <laughs> was why he wasn't playing, that, was why playing wasn't against that, the Banshees? I don't know. Why but. wasn't that an option for the Bobcats <laughs> when we when we were doing that whole name thing back then? Do you then? want to associate yourself with such a terrible movie? I would have Joanna voted Man. for the Banshees. Uh, I'll tell you what, I love Joanna Man. That's one if I see it, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I realize it's it's a good it's a great bad movie. It's a bad movie and I love it. Muggsy was in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in two thousand and four. Okay, that's the winner. The, he was in the better HBO show. <laughs> no, that's the winner. That's a winner. I will give you that. Ding, one. ding, ding. That's a winner. winner. Let's move on. Muggsy Bugs. Number Let's four. move on. All right, uh, we're going to move on to the top three Charlotte Hornets of all time. After we take the break, Walker Mail, not Edwards, Doug Branson, stick around for the top three Charlotte Hornets of all time on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Charlotte, How strong is an ox? Are we? I think we're overrating the ox. Uh, we are I, not overrating I, the I ox. Need to see, I need to see some medicals on the ox. Yeah, why don't you do the research on that? You put your lab glasses on. You take a look at it. I wonder your if mind. there's anything on the internet. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Welcome back to the Locked on Hornets podcast. Top three Charlotte Hornets of all time. Ready to hit you right now. Just went from top five, just had Glenn Rice come in at five, and Muggsy Bogues just came in at number four. Before we do that, though, Walker, if if I could just have a moment. Sure. Because I feel like this is very fitting what I'm about to throw at you. It's actually <laughs> one of my favorite poems, and it's full of delicious couplets. <laughs> and I, I think it has a lot to do with what we're about to do right now, which is in something that has been a big part of our lives. This has been a big part. One of the biggest things we've ever undertaken. And props to Walker for putting this all together. Mm-hmm. We're about to end it. Top three coming at you. But this poem that I have is Robert Frost's Serenity. Nothing Gold Can Stay. Of course, made famous by the Francis Ford Coppola movie, The Outsiders. And the book, too, I guess. Was whatever. Muggsy in that wait, movie? Wait, what do you mean, whatever, to the book? <laughs> yeah, it was a book, but it was also a movie by Francis Ford Coppola. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue... To hold her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Hmm. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day. Nothing gold can stay. We need the boys to men with that now. <laughs> <laughs> Serenade me with that poem, boys to men. I would love to hear it. All right. Thank you, Doug, for that beautiful rendition of Robert Frost's poem. You're welcome. And with that, we shall move on to number three. This was easy to me. When I came up with the top Charlotte Hornets of all time, the top three that I put down right here, I didn't have to come back and change this at all. I was cool as as soon as I wrote those three, Mm -hmm. right from the get-go. It was very easy. So with that, we'll move on to number three. Number three, coming in at that spot, it's going to be Larry Johnson. I don't have a problem with this one. Yeah, LJ, Grandmama, fantastic marketing scheme. People still wear those T-shirts. People still love Larry Johnson for what he did with the Charlotte Hornets. And Larry Johnson's stats, you look at it, only a two-time All-Star. He did play five years with the Charlotte Hornets and then played his last five seasons with the New York Knicks. But no doubt, he was a better player here with the Charlotte Hornets. Led the league in minutes played 
his second year as a Hornet at the age of 23, averaged 19.6 points per game with the franchise, averaged close to a double-double, averaged 9.2 rebounds with the franchise, even was involved in the assist column, averaged four assists in his time in Charlotte. The guy was a fun basketball player and, and very highly anticipated coming out of UNLV, and when Charlotte got him, a lot of people were excited. So Larry Johnson, he comes in at number three, to me, the third-best Charlotte Hornet. Dream Team 2 member. Larry Johnson. Yes, he was the Dream Team 2 member. I have a I have a poster. What's funny, I don't have a poster of the original Dream Team. I have one of the Dream Team 2. Larry Johnson on that. And I uh, have a basketball card of him as well, of the Dream Team 2. Larry Johnson at 3. Nada doesn't have a problem. Do you, Doug? I'm great with it. And it seems like we're getting hints that the franchise may be patching things up with Larry Johnson. It does look like that. In this 30th anniversary. Which year. would be great. Right. I mean, the the whole again, the, the grandmama scheme was just fantastic. I saw somebody that dressed up as grandmama for Halloween last year and they did it so well. It was such a fantastic. Did they have costume. the gold tooth. They did have the gold tooth. It was amazing. They they did everything. They had the I believe what it was the pearl necklace they had. They did the the dress was just perfect. So Larry Johnson. Did they in get the hat bit. down right, though. The hat matters. Too. I think they got the hat down. I don't know. I was. I was probably a little intoxicated when I looked at it. All right. It was still good, though, to me. Why are you ruining Num- the image for me? <laughs> <then>? <laughs> nice. Number two, coming in at the second spot, is Alonzo Mourning. This. Which might have had people, you know, waiting on the edge of their seat to see who was number one. But now you can start to put it together a little bit. If there was any debate to be had within the top three for me, it was between one and two. Now, I'm going to go Alonzo Mourning. Mm-hmm. I do think he had the best three-year stretch of any Charlotte Hornet. Glenn Rice is up there offensively. I'm not yeah. going to argue that. But the guy was such a defensive menace down low immediately coming into the league. How about blocking three and a half shots per game in his Whoa. first 78 games, the amount of games he played his that, rookie yeah. season, averaged a double-double his first two seasons, and was one off of averaging it for his third season here in Charlotte. You know, relatively durable, missed a few games, missed about 20 in his second season, was a two-time All-Star. It was somebody that uh, was a a two-time All-NBA player. I don't know if those were exactly with his time with the Charlotte Hornets, but he was also an All-Defensive player. Uh, We we know about the accolades that Alonzo Mourning was able to get in his entire time in the NBA. And I think, you know, playing majority of his career with the Miami Heat, that's something that I had a little bit of a problem with when discussing this list, but I, I there there wasn't another real debate for me to kick him out, you know, of the second spot. So here, Alonzo Mourning, he gets the second spot as we await number one. I mean, I don't have an issue with this. More importantly, he's got probably the most seminal moment yeah. as a Charlotte Hornet. I mean, is his shot to win against Boston, Boston. in the yep. playoffs? I mean, it's it's. I can't argue with that. I can't like someone's gonna say, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. He's all as absolutely. And, and and Larry Johnson's not. And there's not another Hall of Famer on this list that played this. I, I disagree with that. Well, you know, and and may, but he's but he's literally not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's not in the Hall right. of Fame. So right, that's what I mean. Like Alonzo Mourning is in the Hall of Fame. Larry Johnson is quite literally not a Hall of Famer not yet, because he's not in. Right, and maybe he does, but he's not in right now. And it wasn't too hard to put Alonzo in. And a couple of those All-Star appearances come with this franchise. And again, I would imagine, like everybody remembers that photo of Muggsy 
Alonzo and Larry kind of all staring up, I think, at the Jumbotron. And yeah. a lot of people have put that picture as their background. It's a famous picture with the Charlotte Hornets. It used to Hornets. be a mural, right? Yeah, I think it might have. I think it was, actually, if I'm not mistaken. So these three guys, they come in at 4-3-2. and two. And and something we should say about Zoe, reiterating what Nada was saying, he does have a, a seminal moment right. with this franchise. He was a part of that. How many are there, too? That's what I was yeah. going to say. Like, there aren't many in the history. You take that. Maybe Byron Mullins dunk, uh, <laughs> right. but the, business the, Euro step, business Euro step in Memphis. Absolutely, these are the things that we immediately associate with the Charlotte Hornets. We don't have many of those, and I think that's among other things what elevates Alonzo on this list. Not even Kim, I don't even know if Kimba really has fifty. He have, He's got a couple of remember, well, to, that but that's a, okay. But that's different, right? That's a whole game. That's a thing. But it's not a moment. And maybe the franchise a- all-time leading score, but right. Like it's, you know, we're we're not talking about moving as a team moment, as as something as watching the Charlotte Hornets and then watching them be able to beat the Boston Celtics with that shot. Alonzo Morning hit. You're right. I, and I don't know how many other moments there are. He has a lot of crossovers. Like he has a lot of like dirty moves that we all remember from mm-hmm. Kemba Walker. Like a lot of game winning yeah. shots, but but not one moment. I get. I mean, people who follow the team closely, I think you could say that a couple of those shots against Milwaukee, that huge, you know, overtime win the uh, when, one. when they first came back as the Charlotte Hornets, like that's yeah. huge. But I don't think certainly it's not a national, you know, moment for anyone. So no. it's it's interesting. I wonder if if Kemba will get that before he either calls. It Assuming quits in he's number one on the list, I haven't revealed it yet. You know. That's true. Byron's still out there. Yeah, and a, lot Brett, of go- a lot of good players still out Gonna there. Jop? Yeah, well, God, how can you leave him off the list? You know, he, he might just have to Capono. sneak in. All right. Yeah, Jason Capono, an all-time great Bob. McRoberts? Did I hear McRoberts' name? He has a seminal moment. Remember that that vicious block that he put in on? In all seriousness, if you wanted to do an honorable mention, I, I don't know how far McRoberts gets up there, but 35. that was just close enough for it to not be He's a, another receiving joke. votes. Yeah, right. He, he's another guy. That might have if he had stayed been considered. If he had a stayed for another year yeah. or two. And he's Steve a year Clif- or two guy. Yeah, Steve Clifford's boy, right? Kind of made him relevant in the NBA mm-hmm. after not doing so uh, previously. Ben in the NBA. Gordon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the all-time worst Hornets list. You want to put that list together? I'll let you do that one. Not where does All Boris right. did Boris Diaw didn't make the list, right? No, he didn't make the list. Well, hold on, you don't have to say it like that. No, I mean, he, he didn't. No, a, I do have to say. It owns like several that. restaurants in Charlotte. <laughs> he Mortimer's did. great chicken tenders at Mortimer's, by <laughs> well, the way, and it's and it's fine. He's not on the list, and he he and maybe it's just a little salty because he goes to the Spurs and is almost a Finals MVP candidate as soon as he gets to the Spurs and couldn't get any run for the Bobcats. Boris doesn't make this list. Kurt right. Rambis. I mean, yeah. all right, we need to stop this. Let's count down. <laughs> Top 30 Hornets of all time. Let's go down the list. Oh, we're recapping? Yeah, we're recapping. All right. Number 30, Jason Richardson. Still too low. 29. Are we going to do this? Yeah, let's do you want to do that? All right. 29, Marvin Williams. Still too low. 28, Kenny Gaddison. Still too high. Faster, faster. 27, PJ Brown. 26, Steven Jackson. 25, Raymond Felton. 24, Johnny Newman. 23, Kelly Trapuca. 22, Derek Coleman. Faster! 21, Matt Geiger. 20, Vlade Divac. 19, Hersey Hawkins. 18, Eldon Campbell. 17, Rex Chapman. Faster! 16, Bobby Phils. 15, Jamal Mashburn. 14, David Wesley. 13, Emeka Okafor. 12, Eddie Jones. 11, Kendall Gill. 10, Al Jefferson. 9, Anthony Mason. Faster! 8, Gerald Wallach. 7, Baron Davis. 6, Dale Curry. 5, Glenn Rice. 4, Muggsy Bogues. 3, Larry Johnson. 2, Alonzo Mourning. Nice. Number one, 
top Charlotte Hornet of all time, Kimba Walker. Thank you, everybody. The list is done. Kimba Walker coming in as the best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Before we go into his career, because I do want to talk about it, what do you guys think of him beating out all of the other candidates? Honestly, I don't. I think it's the right choice, quite frankly. You couldn't name anybody else other than Kemba Walker and for what he did for the city, for the way that he remade his entire game as a slashing point guard that didn't have too much of a jump shot to go being a 40 to again 38 to 44% three-point shooter. For him to do all of that in as short span as he has and on top of that having some of the moments that we do not talk about enough, the 51 against the Jazz on Martin Luther King Day if I'm not mistaken. You're talking about also moments against the Knicks. You're talking about moments against the Bucks. He's got the moments. He's got the hardware, and he's gonna have the accolades. I'm just hoping it's here. This is the the culmination of his career here in Charlotte. This isn't going to be a, a surprise to anyone that listens closely to this show. Kimball Walker has ascended to the the, the top. That he's the king of the hill. Uh, in in Charlotte pro basketball and and he deserves it and I think you were right to put him number one. Yeah, it's it's somebody that we talk about again the the force of longevity and the battle of longevity versus how good somebody was here in their time in Charlotte and he just matches both so perfectly. It's a guy again a two time All Star. It's somebody that has been here his entire career since 2011 as a Bobcat as and as a member of the Hornets and just to get into his stats a little bit he averaged 12 points his rookie year but then. Then he went three straight seasons, averaging 17 and a half, roughly. The next three seasons, averaging 20, 23, and 22. So it was somebody that was a, a better score his last three seasons here in Charlotte. It was also somebody that was a better shooter. Look, I mean, Nada, you alluded to it. It's been very fun to watch him develop as a three-point shooter as the first four seasons of his career never shot better than the 33% he shot in his third season in the NBA. Then, his last three seasons, he shot 37%, 39, could not get any closer to 40 without actually passing that mark, and then having 38% behind the arc last year. I mean, Kimba is now one of the best three-point shooters in the league at an all-star level, and you see what he's able to do. You know, you know the the rebounds aren't there, but he's fine. It's a point guard. You know, the five and a half assists. I mean, he's no doubt a scoring point guard, but he has led this team to whatever record it's had with not a whole lot of other help from other guys. I mean, you you can talk about the organization and just failing to put a ton of talent around him. And for me, again. If he wasn't already the Hornets' top franchise player, and he probably already was, but getting that franchise lead in all-time points for the Charlotte Hornets, yeah. that was the cherry on top. I mean, that was just, to me, all right. I, I don't know if there's anybody else that goes ahead of him. He, he's pretty comfortably there in pretty much every single fan's mind and everybody that looks at this franchise. He's right there, number one, in everybody else's mind. As he should be. And I know, Doug, me and you were in the building for when he broke the record against the Cavs last season and how special it was for him to do it with such little time left and how emblematic that was of his career. When you think about it, didn't get started to get, didn't get started too much, got it in his own head a little early. And then by the time that game was over, the fact that people stood and applauded and just had a standing ovation for him to close that game and how special that was. Yeah, and he has a rare affection and loyalty to the city of Charlotte, to the fans, and to the organization. I mean, he suffered through 
the absolute you know worst season of basketball in in Charlotte uh, pro basketball, maybe pro sports history. And and still, uh, he bet on Charlotte. Charlotte bet on him, and they both got big dividends. And the question moving forward is, will he double down on that bet and and remain in Charlotte? It's going to be a discussion this entire season until something happens, right? It's going to be a the entire discussion on whether Kemba is going to get traded. So you get something in return with the risk of him leaving without having any kind of value coming back, or it's going to be the case until he signs that contract, extending his time here with the Charlotte Hornets. And you mentioned it, just the embrace of the city alongside all the other boxes that he checks. Easy number one for me. Easy number one. And I, I think there is better players with this franchise than a lot of people give credit for, but still Kimbo is the guy. No one's got the longevity. Yeah. No one's it, got the records. No one's got it. the longevity. That's it. That's it. All right. Stay safe, everyone, with Hurricane Florence coming in. Our thoughts are with everyone in Charlotte and everyone battling the effects of Florence. Make sure you guys take the necessary precaution and uh we're all thinking of you. Good night. Good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say goodnight till it be morrow. I love that poem. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Hornets. Once again, Walker Mail, not Edwards, Doug Branson. We'll talk to you again next week. That's Shakespeare, by the way. See you guys. <laughs>